Thursday, April 7th, 7.04. And you're listening to KNKRLP 96.1 FM Kohala. If you want to call in, you can dial 88... No, you don't dial anymore. You can press (laughs) 884-KNKR or 5657 uh, if you have anything that you'd like to share uh, with the wider audience here. But I want to thank you guys for... uh, Listening in, I know last week, uh, you know, we have this Facebook page, Kuka Kuka, and we had, uh, I think it had reached like over 300 people We were giving an update on the Kohala pool. You know, I usually put it on beforehand, most times, and uh, yeah, about 300, over 300 people reacted to that. So I know it's a hot topic. And well, let me give you a quick update. We uh, got a report from the county planners of how they wanted to 
uh, update the pump room. This was several years ago. So they gave us the report and it's for us to look at. And, but yeah, uh, things are moving along. We're looking to, uh, you know, do what we can to, uh, we asked to have the pump uh, back so that we could take a look at it. We got somebody who repaired pumps. You know, those things, uh, Al, uh, Kavika, uh, you know, they're not, they're not cheap. No, I yeah. don't expect anything to yeah. be cheap now. Uh, I remember we fixed, we had the pump repaired. It cost like five grand. Ooh. Yeah, that's five grand a pop, you know. And so, oh, let me tell you a, a story about Honokapu. We're in touch with their uh, friends of Kuala Pool. Yeah. Her name is Sarah Anderson. And I've been communicating with her, and we've been uh, sharing, you know, uh, our plight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think people read where they reopened the Honokapu. Uh-huh. Not yet, though. Oh. Not yet. But, uh, yeah, I think it reopens next week. Cool. It's been closed for three years. Mm. Three and The way Sarah puts it, three and one quarter years. Ouch. It's been closed. And how it started out was the pump broke. Huh. Yeah. And they've been having problems with the roof, the roof leaking and uh, all kinds of things. It's an old pool. I think that was the first pool that was built in Hawaii. I mean, on the Big Island. Okay. I remember going to a novice swim meet there. There's only six wings. And my kids were like, what, eight years old? Yeah, eight years old, five mm. years old. And uh, they had a swimming, and it was pretty neat. I, I, I enjoyed that pool. Anyway, so what happened to their pool is, yes, I talked to Sarah. Yeah. So their pump broke, okay? And they were told, oh, can I fix? Broken, pow. No. In the story. In the story. No, how you know, Yamai. You know, there's no refrain. Pow already, bro. Uh. And uh, that's it. And so they got a couple of, you know, every community, they got these people with expertise, mm -hmm. you know, uh, engineers, uh, contractors. I mean, you know. You got Former. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, current and retired and all this kind mm. of stuff. So they asked to have the pump back. No yeah. response. No, no, no. Broke it, broke it. No can, no can. Yeah. All right. So finally they had to go political. Mm. Had to force it. Yeah. Bring the pump back. Yep. Well, look at it. So the acquiesce. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You know. Yeah. Political, you know. I'm talking politicians, they get involved. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they get the pump back. Yeah. So they took it apart. They looked at it. Oh, okay, okay. Then they sent it. There's only one shop in Hill that fixes pumps. Okay. They fix everybody's pumps. Hotel, oh. plant it, you name it, they're, you know, they're the only guys. Yeah. And, you know, they, uh, I don't know, one of the guys knows what he's doing. He took it apart, bam, 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 okay. And then they sent it to the shop. So they fix it. Huh. They bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So the friends of Honokapu with their, you know, experts, they hook up the pump. Yeah. Mm. But. You know, I was talking earlier about you need permits and all this kind of right. stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, it's 
Oh, uh, so, you know, like I told you, to pull in garbage disposal in your sink, I need your sink. You yeah, you got to pull. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, because it's wastewater. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got to go Congress, yeah? You got to pull a permit <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I mean? I mean Excuse me, I got a fart. You got a permit? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the opinions, beliefs, and views of the host do not necessarily reflect those of KNTR or their affiliates. I oh. put in that disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, anyway, mm. they get the pump back and yeah. they send it to the shop. They fix it. They bring it back. They hook it up. The people involved. Yeah, the friends okay. of call. Uh, right. I mean, uh, yeah. They hook it up. Uh-huh. But... Their electricians, the county electricians, they got to wire it up. Okay. Oh. So they wire it up. The pump don't work. Who's fault that? The pump or the Nobody's electrician? Fault. Nobody's fault. Okay. It just doesn't work, you know. Uh-huh. Something's not happening. Okay. So, you know. The pump wasn't fixed. Well, that was the the first reaction. It was either pump didn't fix, it didn't work, whatever. Mm. But anyway... They're able to ascertain that uh, there was the pump was drawing too much power. Yeah, I don't understand electricity. It showed it was shutting down the system. Mm. Well, they're able to rectify that, so now the pump is working. Yeah, the pool is in operation, uh-huh. and next week they're going to open up. Cool. They're they're, they're getting uh, their personnel, you know. Yeah. To uh, watch the pool, who's going to be the, <coughs> the lifeguards working there, the schedule, all that kind of mm. stuff. Yeah. Well, koala pool's down. Yeah. So they're, they're sending the koala lifeguards to Honaka, the Honaka lifeguards to La Poiho, and, you know, they're trying okay. to work it out. Yeah. And so Honaka people are really happy that uh, their pool, after three and one quarter years, it was told to be, uh, the, the pool's going to be working. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. And for the koala pool, you know, we're still working at it, uh, trying to avoid the permit system. Yeah, oh, it's th- that'll take months, and they forget it. Yeah, you know, so we're we're working to get around it. Mm-hmm. So what we what we need, what we're looking for is, uh, uh, you know, plumbers or whoever. You know, they got these cameras. Oh, yeah, that they can run through the system. Uh huh. And we're looking for somebody that has one of those cameras. Mm-hmm. That can run through the pipes, and what we want to find out is if there's any blockage, yeah, in terms of roots, etc. Uh-huh. And uh, you know where we can dig through the concrete and change that section of pipe, or whatever it takes, mm. you know, so that we can get uh, the flow of water. Yeah, because you got to maintain a certain turnover rate. I think it's every eight hours you got to turn over the pool water okay. uh, to keep it sanitized and and, and safe. Mm. For people, so you know, there's there's things involved there. Yeah. So we have a request which was uh, <coughs> approved, you know, uh-huh. uh, supported by the uh, personal rec- director. He says, okay, you're gonna find out where the pump because this is stuff they just don't throw away. Yeah, it's sitting someplace somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah. So as soon as they get it, they're gonna ship it back up to us, and one of our guys gonna take it apart and take a look at it, and hopefully, if we can reinstall that pump. Mm. And get the the filters working and some other stuff. Check if there's any blockage of roots so we can get that. Yeah, uh, incidentals. Yeah, those uh, the flow of water 
Yeah, so it, you know, it's, a, it's an evolved thing, but luckily mm. uh, we have the expertise to, uh, to do that. So that's where we're at on the pool. Oh. But anyway. Uh, uh, there's something I'd like yeah, to share. Ahead, that, uh, oh, please do. <laughs> you mentioned that the roof was leaking. Uh, at uh, Honokapu. Yeah. And I, I thought of uh, when my mom was still here, um, I tell her uh, where I was going and what I was going to do. And this particular time, I thought I was going down the beach to surf. She says, but baby, it's raining. I said, yes, and? Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to get wet anyway. That's okay. I love you too, Mom. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny thing. I was thinking about that. You know, when I was young, I used to surf. Oh. I used to surf a lot. Okay. I got good, but I didn't get great. You oh. know, like this kid, Jake Mackey. Yeah. He won the uh, Eddie Aikau Award, $10,000. Wow. Uh, two two awards were given uh-huh. for surfers at Waimea Bay. Yeah. Okay. Eddie Aikau, huh? Yeah. <coughs> Sponsorship? Yeah. I, huh? hope, I hope they got sponsored. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he is. Okay. Uh, but he caught the wave. Mm. Huge monster of a wave. But he fell off. Oh. But it was like he was going down in this elevator, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a long, <laughs> it was a long plunge. Yeah, I know that right. Yeah. So, yeah, but I was watching it. I was going, oh, Jake. Uh, I used to coach him in swimming. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's a good athlete. He, he could play anything. You know, he's one of those kids. Yeah, play soccer, he'd be good at soccer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and I remember they would, his father would take him surfing. And right after surfing, he'd come in to swim practice. Ah. Yeah, uh, which, which is good because he's a really good swimmer. Okay. So he's also a big wave rider. He's 17 years old now, I think. And so that's really good. He's got good... He knows how to stroke, all that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, breaststroke, freestyle, you name it. He can, yeah. He can do it. And it's really uh, great to see uh, a kid, you know, from that uh, grew up here, mm-hmm. part of his years, and doing well. Yeah. In pursuing uh, his passion of surfing. Wow. Yeah. But I got to share one story, though. Okay. Shoot. I'm talking to Jake Mackey, right? Yeah. True story. And mm-hmm. I don't want to take credit for his career or anything. But I remember telling Jake, said, you know, you got to make a choice, bro. Either you're going to surf or you can swim. If you want to be a great surfer, then you got to surf. You want to be a great swimmer, then you got to swim. You know, the oh. two things kind of meld to each other, but, mm. you know. You're separate. Yeah. And I told him, you should go, you should surf. Because mm. uh, possibly you can make it a career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know about swimming. It's tough. Mm. Unless you're Michael Phelps or something. Well, so anyway, that's my story with Jake Mackey. Okay. Yeah. I also yeah. taught his sister, Maya Mackey. Oh. Uh, she's a good swimmer, too. Oh, the father is a great swimmer. I think he swam from Michigan State. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that guy is hot, you know. Mm. Nice stroke. That guy. But anyway, yeah. moving on. So, yeah, so you were surfing in the rain. Uh-huh. Um, you know, during our day, um, I entered... Mm, Maybe two contests. Surfing? Uh, body surfing. Oh, uh, where? Uh, Point Panic. No way. Yeah. You're pretty good then. Uh, I could catch one or two. Yeah, all right. All right, so. Um, I mean, I was hot. Huh? Uh, I was good then. First prize, $50 in a T-shirt. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Now it's 50,000 in a sponsorship, you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't like the way they body surf today. Yeah, but it is <coughs> it is a, a raw form of surfing. It's the most. Oh, no, I think it's uh, a very pure form. Mm. You know, it's just your body. And you and the wave, that's it. Huh? You and the wave. You and the wave. Yeah. And your, your fins and your shorts. Mm. Sometimes you lose those too. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. I, I had this girl at a motorcycle at that time. Uh, not 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 a Harley in it. They had a 450 Honda mm. Dream Machine. It was built for the street. Okay. It was a great bike. Sure. So I wanted to impress her. So, oh. Japanese Harley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, well, let's go down Sandy Beach, you know. Okay. So I hop on my bike. Vroom, vroom. Yeah, we're going. We're going down. So I'm going to, oh, I'm going to, and the point was breaking. Ooh. The reef. Yeah. That was my favorite spot. Oh, me too. So I go out there, but, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you something, you know. Uh. So I catch a wave. Oh, man. I had the kind of elastic shots. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no dusting. <laughs> uh, that was the end of my, uh, you know, my <laughs> episode of trying to impress somebody. Uh. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Good. But anyway, um, I want to share with our listeners out there this cu- couple of announcements. I got uh, an email from Tony Whittington that, you know, they've been having uh, – uh, problems with the yield signs on the way to Pololo Valley. Mm, yeah. You got the Waia, uh, Walohia Bridge, you got Amakoa, then yeah. you got Waikane Nuli'i Bridge, and you know, Waka'ina. But the, it's the Walohia Bridge to Kapanaya. Yeah. By Kapanaya. Yeah. Uh, that yield sign mm. was different than the other yield signs, so they thought it would be a problem where it wasn't uh, consistency. Yeah. Uh, how was it so different? Uh, the yield was coming from Newly Sign. Okay. Yeah, the yield. Yeah. The other bridges, the yield was going into Newly. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the first bridge just passed through. The other people got a yield. Huh. And they would hit the other bridges. You got a yield, and the other people could pass through. Uh-huh. So, they try to make it all consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and so at the Valo here, yeah, I know. Yeah. At the Valo here bridge, they were yeah. having problems because you come over the rise, and not until you go downhill, then you see the the big yield oh. layering on the road. Okay. But at time, man, you're cruising, man. You're trying to beat the other guy across, right? Right. And so you know that created a problem. They had the yield signs further up, but you know who pays attention to those? <laughs> but anyway, they're redoing the whole thing, and you know. I think there's probably going to be more information coming out and uh, call oh. them out to and whatnot. But uh, ah. they're, they're, they're fixing it so that there's, you know, they're doing things where there'll be ample notice that before you even get to the bridge, you're going to know, okay, you got to yield right. going into uh, newly Makapala. You got to yield, and it's going to be the same for all the bridges. So there's a lot of things happening with bridges, in fact. Mm. Uh, you know, the Waiaka Bridge, we were talking about that the other day. Okay. Yeah, HPA. Yeah. They're really getting all of us up. No fooling. Yeah. It's, uh, but anyway, over there, they're going to do, uh, we're talking about that. What's that? Turn up? Relief huh? or yeah, roundabout? Roundabout. Mm. They're going to be doing a roundabout there. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the design, mm. you know, and it, it yeah, okay. It makes sense. 
Really? It yeah. does? Yeah. But it, it may, you know, you got to get, you know, you got to be careful, get used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it'll work. I don't, you know. But huh. still yet, you know, don't go to Waimea between 7 and 8 o'clock. Oh, man. Because, you know, it's school. Afternoon as well. Oh, crazy. Still oh. a big problem, traffic, but, you know, shoot. It is what it is, yeah. Anyway, those are the two things, you know, dealing with the Valohia Bridge in Kapanaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making these changes to, to you know, have it where it's people are warned with ample amount of time that you get a yield. And then up at Waiaka, they're looking at, uh, what do you call that thing? Roundabout. A roundabout, a roundabout. That should be interesting. Did she say um, that's the protocol for... Government, what know, is? Um, the exchange or the um, the change itself to make it consistent and to have ample notice. Do you remember a time the Valo Hill Bridge? They call it Valo Hill Bridge. We mm. just call it the Kapanai Bridge here way yeah. back when. I don't remember it having a yield sign or anything. You just went, yeah, if came you there, and if the other guy was ahead of you, you just stop, wave them on, or mm. just stop. You know, and, yeah. and just let them go. But, you know, now there's a Outside lot. Yeah, there's influence. a lot of people that visit Koala, going to Pololo, going mm. to Kilkea Park, whatever. And so, you know, it's like it creates... Uh, Confusion. Uh, yeah, so it's a concern. Like, how come the brother not stopping? You know, get yeah. the eel on his side and whatnot. Right. You know, so you're in a rush. You know. mm. But, you know, it's like yeah. that guy, you know, on the mountain road, they pass it, zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. And, and you then you get down by HP and that guy's at the stop sign. Yep. Yeah. He, he gained maybe about two seconds on you or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, that, that's uh, the update on the bridges, on the pool. <sighs> uh, keep working towards that. It's a shame. Well, that's, you know, it is. Well, I don't want to say it, it is what it is, but mm. the government got to form partnerships with the community. You know, that, that, that's the way you got to do it. Like, Konakapo, uh, shut the pool down, that's it. Koala, shut the pool down, that's it. No, mm. no. no you got to sit down with the community and go, hey, look, what's our options? How can we fix this? Mm. What's your needs, yeah? yeah? Not just, oh, the pump broken, that's it. No, yeah, you know. We see you in three years, whatever, you know. Of yeah. course, it's not that, they're not that callous about it. But, you know, there's got to be this uh, dialogue with community and uh, forming these partnerships like we're forming with, the county, like, okay, we've got a group, we'll do the work. How okay. can you help us, yeah. county? And how can we help the county? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the way we got to move forward and, uh, in, in, in dealing with issues from here on out. Mm. Can it be, sorry, Parks and Rec closing down the facility, that's it, in the story. No, how you know, my, on a Kapuana, you know, there's uh. no refrain. Okay. You got to hope for a Hanaho. Gotta have Hana Ho. Ah, boy. <laughs> Gotta have Hana Ho. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, I wanted to start something. Yeah. Make and sure we can finish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted to, you know, my Kumo, mm. uh, Hawaii Olelo, Olelo yeah. Hawaii, Hawaiian language. I took yeah. about the class four times. Huh? I don't get it. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I know words and stuff, but I just don't get it, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just barely can do English. I mean, I still got to figure out. <laughs> 
How do you use T O and T O O? You know, yeah. You know, I figured out T H E R E and T H E I R. Okay, I got that down. I got that down. All right, but now I'm working on T O and T O O. So, comes to Hawaiian language. I mean, I'm lost, bro. I am oh, totally no lost. Fooling. You know, uh, and, and then get these people. They're not Hawaiian. Yeah, but they're smart. Yeah, they're real smart. Oh. They can speak a couple languages. Huh? I tell you, I got off the airplane coming home from uh, uh, Oahu. My Father had passed away, and it was, uh, anyway, um, we're going down the gangplank, or well, you know the stairs, and there's a uh, Caucasian man in front of me talking to his two young children in Hawaiian, and they're answering, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I was never able to do that. I, I get some words and I understand the phrase, but I don't know the entire sentence. And they're having this conversation. I'm thinking, well, I, I had to know. So I tapped him on the shoulder. Excuse me. Uh, how is it that you know Hawaiian? Are you born and raised here? He said, no. I'm from Midwest someplace, Michigan, Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. And I said, no. How? What? He said, I'm a language instructor. So, oh. You know, and he wanted the, the kids to be a part of Hawaii. Wow. And he, and he taught them. I thought, wow, that's so cool. You know, some people come over here, they try to slangs and they slaughter it. And people laugh at them. But, you know, they're trying. They want to be a part of where they're at. Yeah, sure. They're experience. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. A lot of people don't. Um, well, <laughs> we're going to get to that. I think, uh, you okay. Know, um, well, I, I want to have the Hawaiian word for Thursday evening. And every week, we're going to have one Hawaiian word. And oh. my Kubo tells me, you know, Jeff, use it. Try to use uh, the Hawaiian words every day in your language. Mm. So, yeah, mahalo, aloha, mm. eh, uh, mahalo, piha. You know, thank you very much. Yeah. You know, just any kind, hanapaa. Mm. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, the Hawaiian word for this April seventh is paa kai. Good. Kai is yeah. what water, salt usually. Yeah, ocean water. Yeah, ocean water. And paa is hard. To hold on to hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard. Well, in this case, hard. Mm. So pa'akai means hard ocean, mm. which is salt. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's salt. Got it. Yeah. Pa'akai. So the word for t- tonight is pa'akai, hard ocean, or commonly referred to as Hawaiian salt. Yeah, rock yeah. salt. Yeah. Hard, I like that. It's very descriptive. The mm-hmm. Hawaiian language is very poetic. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's why I like to learn it. Um, just a real quick, fast story. I'm down Upolo. All right. I'm parking the sign. Uh-huh. And here comes my fellow Kamehameha School graduate. Okay. We're not the same year. I'm older than her. But, you know, when you go to Kamehameha School, you get this bond uh, between each other. Yeah. Some good, some okay. But me and Lonnie Bowman, yeah, it's a good bond. And she, she's driving by. I go, hey, wow. And we stop. We're talking story, right? Hmm. And I tell her, where are you going? So, oh, I'm going down the salt bands. And I went, oh. yeah. She said, yeah, I'm going to clean them out. Oh, okay. So I said, how do you know about that? Yeah. She says, oh, I've done it for years. Uh. Gee, I thought very few people knew about it. But these are natural depressions in the uh, basalt rock. These are, you know, you get pohoihoi, ah-ah. Yeah. But these are solid rocks, yeah. uh, basalt. And they have these depressions uh-huh. in these rocks, like deformed bowls or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so when the ocean is like really rough, yeah. 
uh, the wave action will fill these depressions in those rocks. Mm-hmm. And so when the storm subsides and everything calms down, then the evaporation process takes place and evaporates the, uh, the fresh water out of the salt yeah, water. And it leaves all these salt crystals. Mm-hmm. And as we know, uh, I know my father, uh, he loved to cook. And uh, that was the best salt. Oh, yeah. He would we would go out and gather it mm-hmm. and put it in a in a in a like a rice bag, cloth bag, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, dry it out a little bit and then he would use it to dry fish or cooking, you know, whatever he's cooking with. He just loved that salt. Just had that taste. That yeah. 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 When I was younger, a uh, youngster, uh, once a month we'd go gather. No way. Yeah. Where? Uh Kanyoi, uh, not so much Waikiki, but Makapu. Oh, yeah, Elks. yeah, yeah, Makapu. Yeah. You know, Depressions like, in our in our stones. Uh-huh. And if you go further up towards uh, Blowhole, yeah. oh, you, you find definitely. those too. Yeah, but it's Bl- dangerous. Blowhole at, a uh, little bit past uh, Mok- uh, Makapu, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. after Sandy. Uh, oh, Sandy, Sandy, above Sandy. Went to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cocoa Head. But uh, this was used for, for drying, uh, Preparation, preserving mostly. Yeah. Because uh, we had icebox, not refrigerator. Yeah, we put the, the black ice, ice on the right, top. Right, right. So you want to see. Top the refrigerator or the, the icebox. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that drying with salt. Oh, salted pork with cabbage. Oh, winner, oh, bro. Oh, oh killer. Salt pork with. Oh. Salt pork with luau leaves. Ah. Knock you out. No, so let me ask you something, bro. Okay. You never have TV when you was growing up. Uh, we had an oval one. You first had one, one TV. First one in, on fifty-seven or fifty-eight. You mean you had one TV? Yeah. Well, I didn't, but what, yeah, we had one in the house. Oh, interesting. I'm oh, you young boy then, because when I grew up, <laughs> never have no such thing as TV. Oh, but anyway, um, I'm gonna take a break. We've been listening to KNKR LP ninety-six point one FM Kohala. Mm. I'm sitting here with Havika. And I'll, I'm going to play a hula blues by a friend of mine. In fact, I just saw him the other day. You know, we don't see each other because, you know, the COVID, you know, Pima. Okay. Anyway, I saw uh, David Gomes. Ah. Later I'm going to share a story about that. Okay. And, but anyway, this is David Gomes uh, and his rendition of hula blues. Thank you. 
that's uh, David Gomes and his rendition of Hula Blues. But David was a uh, classical guitarist. So I can see he's a mixture of slacky, classical, and it's uh, pretty, pretty cool. But anyway, uh, what was it? Oh, I was in Hilo. I think it was Monday, Monday. And my wife wanted to see this movie by Jason Momoa. They did a documentary uh, entitled The Waterman. And it was about uh, Duke Kahanamoku. Oh. And, uh, you know, she went to go see that. And uh-huh. I said, oh, yeah. You know, Duke Kahanamoku, man. You remember Duke Kahanamoku, right? Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. What do you remember about him? Uh, he was courteous. He was spontaneous. Um, he liked to talk. You know, he was a Mr. Aloha. Yeah, I, you know, I knew of him. I mean, he had a white Rolls Royce uh-huh. later on in life. And he became, uh, you know, the Sports ambassador Sports. of Aloha for right. uh, Hawaii. Uh-huh. But prior to that, uh, he, he was, was a beach boy. Beach boy. Yeah. And his claim to fame was 1912. Olympics. Uh, he won the Olympic gold medal. And but in this, w- the waterman. I'm going to tell you the story because okay. I want people to see it. Uh, it tells about uh, his life. And his uh, experience mm-hmm. a, as an Olympian, as a Hawaiian Olympian. Yeah. And this guy who's, uh, he's pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, you're in the sun every day, bro. You know, yeah. for us Hawaiians, uh, we, we can get really dark. I know. My mom used to tell me, wear underwear or open your eyes, otherwise I don't know you there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, my son, yeah, that's how my son was. But anyway, the thing that impressed me about this movie, you know, I sat there and I, I was wondering, how is this guy, Jason Momoa? Uh, he's a Kia guy, yeah. Huh. A Manakia guy. Okay. And uh, how, how is he going to portray the Duke, you know? Mm. I mean, and I, I sat there and the movie begins. Okay. Duke was born in 1890. Okay. Three years later, the Hawaiian government is overthrown. Uh-huh. And that's how it starts out. Oh. And Jason Momoa is going through this historical depiction of this overthrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and I don't know why. But I start to well up with tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And the tears are rolling down my cheek. Now we're sitting in the dark, but we're sitting next to me. But she don't know what I'm going through, right? And I'm going, I'm watching all this take unfold, and it just struck a chord in my body, like it's sad. Mm-hmm. It was sad. And uh, several times throughout the movie, they they mentioned this. It, it was uh, Tom Pohaku Stone. Uh, first time I met him was down at uh, remember Pohala. They had those. Yeah. Uh, what what was I don't know, it was these festivals? Uh, oh no, I don't remember either. But I know they had Konani stones. They had different yeah, they had guys uh, that uh, did words and but Pohaku stone, Tom stone. Oh. Uh, what, what? Oh, jeez, Holua sled. Okay. Yeah. So he he was. He was a writer. I'm pretty sure he's a writer, but he was—he built these things. Wow! Uh, according to uh, you know whatever historical uh-huh. that he could get, he built these things. And you ever wrote one? Heck no! I ain't gonna write that. Oh, That's nuts, man. Bro. I mean, it's that, exciting. 
Can you imagine going down this whole not, sled that they built? Not for not fall off? No. Yeah, bro, you know, you, you'd be a hamburger by the time you, they get to you. No, fooling. I mean, that was rough. Shaded wheat. But anyway, uh, Paul Huckelstone uses, says this Hawaiian phrase. I, I, I don't remember it. You know, I, you know my, my old little Hawaii. Uh. But it meant this. It's, it meant, this is what it meant. And he said, this is how the Duke had to live his life uh, up to a certain point. Oh, and it man. was, uh, the English translation was, keep your mouth shut, keep it in your heart. So keep your mouth shut, mm. keep it in your heart. And as I sat there, and I, you know, and Paul Cousin is carving this, this plank. Yeah, he's making all these old redwood planks, and they made surfboards, no skate, you know, this way, this uh, nalo, you know, this uh. nalo. And he's making this uh, surfboard as he's talking, and he says in Hawaiian, you know, keep it, uh, keep it, uh, shut your mouth, keep it in your heart. And uh, they depict this was uh, Duke's. Uh, way of dealing with, uh, well, I don't like to use the word racism, but that's what it was. Challenges. Wow, this is pure racism, bro. Oh, I remember. It was like when he won the, uh, uh, he raced against these two white guys Mm. down at Honolulu Harbor. Okay. Yeah, 100-yard race. And he beats these guys, like, wipes them out. And, you know, the AAU, which was in charge of Sports at the time okay. said, "No, that's impossible. Impossible. Okay. We gotta see it to believe it." But anyway, you can see the movie. But the the thing that really had an impact on me was shut your mouth, keep it in your heart. Mm. And I think when I thought back, I grew up in the fifties. Okay. Yeah. And when I th- I was sitting there, and I, why am I crying? You know. And uh, these things came forth, you know, like experiences that I had that, yeah, shut your mouth, keep it in your heart. And it's locked in there. And I'm watching this movie, and it kind of unlocks it. Mm. And it manifested itself in these tears, you know, like, what the heck? You know, all these years of locking it in your heart. But you know what? As the movie goes on, the thing that I learned, yeah, that I had a friend, left Hawaii, moved, and she said she didn't want to live here anymore because of the way they treated the indigenous people. Mm. How can a beautiful place like this treat the indigenous people like how they are treated? And I thought, wow. (laughs) But anyway... Getting back to what I was saying is that, yeah, I think it unlocked that that part of me. But, you know, the thing that I, I like to believe that enabled him to to be able to become the best that he could become, this Olympic champion, this gold medalist winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. was poor in swimming. I mean, they were poor, man, you know. Uh, they, they dominated other sports, but not in swimming. And here comes this brown native Hawaiian guy who dominates the sport by breaking world records. Yeah. You know, but he's brown. Yeah. But 
Anyway, go see the movie. But the thing is, yeah, and this is what the point I want to make, is how he dealt with the things that he had to experience as a person of color yeah. was the value of aloha. It was the aloha. Mm -hmm. And to me, aloha is like unconditional love, yeah. And within that unconditional love, is also very, you become very forgiving. And, you know, and the movie goes on, and I'm sitting there going, that's right, you know, that the Hawaiian people, they have this aloha, that, man, even they get stabbed in the back, bro, yeah, and they got to suffer through all these things, they still have this aloha for others. And I think that as it locked this thing from my heart and all this came out, mm. I went, yeah, when I think back on my life, yeah, we have this aloha that no matter what, yeah, we can. Yeah, a we lot can. Of, too bad a lot of people see that as a weakness. That's right. They no. pointed that out too. Yeah. That people took advantage of him, mm -hmm. of his goodness, his kindness, yeah. and all of that. They took advantage of him. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, go see the movie. Mm. Uh, you may have the same impression of me. And uh, but the thing I when I walked out of the theater, you know, I thought of uh, my friends out in Pololo, <laughs> Sarah Pooley guys, oh. yeah. Uh, they're not gonna shut their mouth anymore. They're gonna speak it's out. Time. Yeah, time. yeah, which is good. Don't lock it in your heart. You, you got to get up because they made our inference, yeah, and I believe it. Oh. That as we lock those things in our heart. It uh, it festers, causes illness. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We we know that today. It causes illness. As I'm sitting here listening to, uh, I don't want to think about this your, time talking about that. Your, your, uh, uh, you went to come here, yeah? Uh, 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 yes, I did. Yeah. So, uh. It was like a Hawaiian in a Hawaiian school. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I was a Hawaiian in a Hawaii school. We were the elite. Oh. So my grandmother uh, and, my, and my father were born at that time. My grandmother just prior to it and my, grand, uh, and my father five years after it. No. 19... Uh, yeah, 1913 was the years of it. So there was still this barrier of uh, who has the land and who runs the land. Uh, Desmond Tutu, uh, I, I loved his, his speaking. But uh, uh, it's all over the world, you know. Somebody's got to be on top and somebody's got to clean the bottom. That's the way it is, but it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be to that be. way. No. And it's so sad. You know, uh, I was going to tell you a story about David Gobes. Oh. It was David and his brother, Michael. Okay. Michael is uh, kind of a feisty guy. Yeah. I respect the guy. Yeah. He's got great pineapples, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I saw David. I was walking, uh. you know, hobbling to the crate. And David stops his story. Oh, wow, Jeff, what's happening? Uh. Hey, long time no see, right? Okay. But anyway, where I met this, this was years ago in an HCEOC, remember that group, yep. Pat Norum? Yep. 
And Pat Norman had one of the teachers' cottages. We're all over there. It's like a party. Yeah. And David and Michael are there. And uh, these two guys, uh, they went to HBA. I won't let it against them. But uh, <laughs> um, they're going to do the skit. Okay. There's a bench, and David is sitting down. And Michael, David uh, is representing Hawaiian okay. person. Dave, uh, Michael is the missionary. Oh. And he comes over and says, hey, you got a nice place here. But I says, yeah, 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 you know. And Michael kind of sits down and with his uh, Ellie Moo or his yeah. hips, he yeah. bangs David up to the side. Yeah. And David kind of moves over. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, sit down. And, and every time uh, Michael says, oh, this is beautiful, he keeps hitting uh. David. And, you know, like David is sitting on the aina, yeah? Uh. And Michael keeps pushing David uh. off this the aina is getting smaller. Yeah. And the, the end result, I think, is uh, he gives him a bottle of liquor and a white horse. And uh, mm. he bumps David off into the ground. Yeah. And he goes, ah, now I, 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 I own all this. And they're <laughs> depicting the, uh, the missionary influence, uh, you know, of the, the yeah. land tenure yeah. system. That they, and I was deeply offended by that. Deeply offended. Uh. But then when I looked at it, you know, years later, well, not that long later, uh, I, I was working for Alulike, and uh, we were at this, I don't know, thing where we had all these data foreign organizations, yeah, like a, what do you call it, convention. And they said each group, I was working for Alulike, says each group got to do a skit. So I went, oh, David and Michael, uh, Michael they're going, we're going to do that skit. Yeah. yeah. You know, after a while, I reconciled with myself, went, you know, uh, I thought that was pretty cool, artistic in any way. So I got my uh, fellow co-workers together, and we kind of did a tweak, yeah. And in our group, we had uh, different nationalities that mm -hmm. worked for Aluliki. And so we had this, remember Val's U-Haul? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was Valentine Wessel. So he was the blala on the bench. Okay. And then we had this holy uh, guy. <laughs> we had beard. He looked just like a missionary, you know, back okay. in the old days. And... He was a missionary, and uh, we had, you know, a couple of hinnies. They, they did, they had like a curtain that they parted. Oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, the only guy, the missionary, I forget his name. He was really cool. He starts to go to this person. Hey, how's it, bro? And he moves off the side. Hey, yeah, you know, and he keeps sliding him off the bench, and the, and the aina gets smaller and smaller, uh. and probably, boom, you know, he's on the floor. Yeah. And the missionary guy says, oh, man, look at what I own, you know. And then these guys had looked at the whole skit, yeah, and then, but they made a change. And in the way back of the room, almost as a whisper, you hear this word, huli. Uh. And then two people go, huli. And three people, huli. And, and then this chorus of voices get louder and louder. Uh -huh. And they're going, huli, huli, yeah. huli. And they keep moving forward, yeah, uh. from the back of the room to the front. And there's like 20 of them going, shouting, holy, holy, you know, and then, and then, you know, our, our uh, co-worker, the missionary, of course, he uh, exited out, and uh, where the Hawaiians, uh, holy means to uh, overthrow. Oh, turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this case, overthrow, turnover. Okay. Yeah. And, and so that's how the skit ends. And yeah. Much to the applause of the, uh, the people, but thanks to David and uh, Michael, uh, I use their skit. And it got the message across, 
you know, in, in such a way that it was uh, entertaining, but also the story was uh, portrayed. But anyway, that was my story when, when I saw David Gomes. Uh, yeah. Huh. We've got eight minutes left. Time flies. <sighs> you said you want to share something? Uh, uh, when same group, H-E-O-C, uh, you had left, and they were looking for a replacement, and I was it. So I worked with Pat in uh, Maui. Right, right. Great co-workers. Um, most fun I had in, I don't recall when. But there was a, um, all those who participated had to be uh, PUC licensed. So there was a workshop down in Kona that the state put on. So after the, after the first day, we're in, um, remember Herky's Tavern? Yep, yep. Okay, well, we're sitting there and, and David is playing. He's up on stage, solo. And at first break, he says, uh, if any of you have requests, you know, bring them up, put them in a bowl, you know, write it on a piece of paper and I'll, I'll try to get it. You could write, huh? Yeah. I think. I don't know if I had enough tools to count in. Anyway, um, Maui goes to the bathroom and comes back. She doesn't take a piece of uh, tissue, toilet tissue. She takes a whole roll. And they're starting to write word, uh, songs and songs. And so when David comes back on stage after the break, she goes up and puts the whole roll into the bowl and he looks at it and says, this is going to be a long night. People started laughing. <laughs> uh, David, those are great days. I, I, no fool, uh, man. Those are great days, you know. Uh, uh, back then, uh, what year was that anyway? 80s? The 80s? Oh, I don't know. No, prior to that. Plantation was done already. Yeah. Power already. Yeah. Was so just no, it couldn't have been done. It had to be the 80s. No. No, oh, 70s, 74 was the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and the program was to help kids that were having Falling difficulty yeah. in school. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So what I get from that, uh, what I've gotten recently, uh, was when I was working up at the transfer station, these uh, people walk up to me, and I don't know them at all. Says, oh, my uh, Tutukani says, Aloha. What's your name? You know, they, they, I don't know who these people are. I said, who's your Tutukani? Oh, Mike. Mike. Maria. And I'm thinking, he said that you were his teacher. And I'm thinking, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah, so I old before they said it. But oh, yeah. Uh, the grandchild is, is telling me that. Oh, Tutu said hi. Do you remember? You, know, you have this impact. It's like being a coach or a teacher or whatever. You you have yeah. this impact, influence on all of these uh, Young. youngsters. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's great. Oh, getting back to the Ambassador of Aloha, Dukanomoko. Yeah. Yeah. Our Canoe Club, uh, Dukanomoko Foundation now, uh -huh. they support a lot of athletes uh, that are involved in water sports, uh -huh. kayaking, surfing, swimming, sailing, you know, whatever. And, uh, in fact, my son, uh, they supported him when he went to the Olympics, when he would have to travel to Arizona to swim in a meet. And, uh, you know, all over. And, you know, they were really uh, helpful in that way. Yeah. And I think he got 
selected as one of the outstanding athletes for the foundation. Uh, I mean, he was a hot item. But this one of my swimmers uh, asked me if I could write a letter she's going to go to college. And they had a scholarship, $10,000 scholarship. And it was, uh, they're looking for somebody as an ambassador of Aloha, of which Duke Honomoko was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, her mother, she asked me, can I write a letter as a swim coach? Yeah. And I had written other letters to the Duke Honomoko Foundation, you know, on behalf of my son. So I said, sure. I mean, that's what coaches do. Yeah, you try to help elevate your, your athletes to however you can help them. So I start to write this letter. I go, you know, this kid didn't break any records, not going to break any records. Is like mm, better than average swimmer, maybe good. And uh, not a good swimmer, but not outstanding. And a lot of these kids that uh, come out of the Duke Foundation, oh, they're barn burners. I mean, these guys, you know, <laughs> they're like state record holders and all kinds. So I start to write this letter, and I'm going, well, this is not who this person is. So I'm just going to be totally transparent, totally honest and truthful. And I start says, you know what, this kid is not, you know. Scholarship material. Well, no, she's not an outstanding swimmer. She didn't break any records. She barely makes top eight in the BIF championships. And then I told him a story that it was this kid, this holly boy. And he came up to me one day and said, Coach, can I join your swim team? Now, this kid had a history of drugs, arrested for it, mm-hmm. fights, kick out of school, all kinds. I mean, you know, I mean, this kid was on call, oh, kid. I knew the kid because he used to come to the pool. And I said, you know, okay, well, let me think about it, you know. And so I went back to the swim team. We had practice. I gathered him and said, hey, look, this kid wants to join the swim team. And, you know, and we're kind of like a family. Our swim teams are small. Everybody get along. And I says, what do you guys think? Because I don't want to bring somebody in here that I'm not going to get along with the team. Because the team is really tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they all said, uh, no. No, this kid is a bad kid. Does drugs. Got arrested. Fight. All kinds. You know. Not, not, he's not like us. You know. And then, Okay. All right. I said, you know, I value you guys' opinion. And as a team, we make decisions. And then this this one girl, the one I'm writing a letter about, said, spoke up and she said, we should allow him to be on our team because then he would be with us and we'd be a good influence on him. And maybe we can help him to change his ways. You know? And that's what I wrote in the letter. And, uh, you know, it was for Alo- uh, Ambassador of Aloha, $10,000 scholarship. Well, later on, she uh, gets a letter saying that she was awarded the $10,000 scholarship. Mm. And it helped her to go to the University of San Francisco. And, you know, I looked at it and went, wow. You know, I always thought the uh, Outrigger Canoe Club, Duke Kanamoku Foundation. Yeah, they supported these outstanding athletes. But in this one case, you know, uh, as being the ambassador of Aloha, uh, yeah, I think they made a really good choice. That I, re- I still remember we should let this kid join our team. 
because we would be a good influence upon him. That was really outstanding. Mm. Anyway, I want to thank all of you who have been listening in. It's 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got a hell on. And uh, we'll see you uh, next Thursday. Is, is that right, Kavika? I don't know. I keep losing Thursdays. I know. <laughs> I wake up one day and go, oh, we got Thursday. we got to get to the station. Oh, but uh, I want to thank you all, you guys, for listening in. And I appreciate uh, you doing so. Uh, if you have any comments, you can go to the Facebook page, Kuka Kuka with Kalani. And uh, I thank all of you that do go. We had over 300 people that uh, did check it out from the last talk where, uh, uh, from last Thursday. And so I guess we're reaching uh, people out there. But uh, mahalo and aloha. Aloha. You're in Aloha country. On KNKR LP 